Welcome to the Breaking 50% Podcast, where we bring you a few minutes of NFL gambling news because you care about gambling, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Trash cover of the week. Colts, minus four and a half over the Bears. Sometimes you'll be playing a casual round of golf when your playing partner hits a bad shot and requests to take a mulligan or just an extra practice shot. He'll stick it and utter something along the lines of, see, my second shot is always better than my first. This, of course, isn't true. And it wasn't true for Connor Barth either on Sunday. The Bears kicker, who had a chance from 54 yards at the end of the third quarter to trim into the Colts' 19-13 lead. He missed, but there was a running into the kicker penalty. So he got his mulligan, and it was five yards closer. He missed that kick as well. But with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter... Following a Brian Hoyer touchdown pass, the Bears had the 23-19 lead, and with the 4.5-point spread, it seemed like a cover was pretty close to being assured. The Bears still held that lead, with 4 minutes to go in the 4th when Luck found T.Y. Hilton to put the Colts up 26-23, but no problem! The Bears are working with 4.5 points, they've got the ball, 1st and 10, 3.5 minutes to go, maybe they drive down and force overtime, maybe they drive down and win the game with a touchdown. Maybe their drive stalls and the Colts have no need to score. Any and all of those scenarios are probably going to be good enough for a cover. But on the very first play of that ensuing drive, the Bears complete a pass. It looks nice. They got a first down. Oh, there's a fumble. The Colts recover, but the Bears defense holds. And then Vinatieri, unlike Barth, makes the field goal. Doesn't even need two tries. And now those four and a half points aren't enough. The Bears mount a last-minute drive. It ends with a turnover on downs. And that is how you get a trash cover from Andrew Luck and those Indianapolis Colts. Least favorite comment of the week. Terrible decision by Mosley. C.J. Mosley was a four-star recruit out of high school, rated as the number six outside linebacker in America. He committed to Alabama and starred for the Crimson Tide during his four-year career. He earned honors as a freshman All-American and then went on to become a two-time first-team All-American. At the NFL Combine, he ran 4.64 in the 40. His vertical was 35 inches. He repped 225 15 times, and the Ravens selected him in the first round of the draft with the 17th pick. His NFL career has been a solid one. He's already made one Pro Bowl, and he's currently starting for the Baltimore Ravens. This man has devoted a large portion of his life to football and athletics, and he's excelled at every level. Yet Sunday... People acted as if C.J. Mosley had never touched a football before, carried a football before, caught a football before. I get that the guy plays defense, but you don't think that he's been catching balls, carrying balls, running with balls for like more than a decade? Because I know that there are defensive drills where you have to catch and carry the ball. And that's just practice. The guy's been around football his whole life. You know, they just walking down the street, he might have a ball. Out with his friends, he might catch the ball. So he makes a huge interception in the game against the Redskins this past Sunday. He's thinking end zone. I'm an athlete. I'm a football player. I'm really fast. I'm really strong. Uh, I see the end zone right there. 
So he breaks off to the left. He's running down the sideline. He's inside the five, and he does what any sane human being would do. He reaches out the ball trying to score a touchdown. It really doesn't matter what happens after that. Now, of course, critics who suffer from severe cases of outcome bias would argue differently. The fact that he fumbled, that the ball went into the end zone, that it was a touchback, that the Redskins got possession as a result, and that they would go down and end up winning the game, that that actually matters. It doesn't. But this isn't even a least favorite comment because of that severe outcome bias, which just about everyone in the media seems to suffer from. No, no, no. This is about this desire to not have defensive players try to do athletic things. I mean, there are, even when things don't go poorly, commentators, fans yelling, what are you doing? Just get down. Like, these guys know how to run. They know how to carry the ball. So please don't lecture the athletes on defense, the linebackers, the cornerbacks, the safeties, and pretend that they shouldn't be doing athletic things. If you are, I guess we will dip into the outcome bias a little bit, then you're never allowed to celebrate any defensive player who does do athletic things. Everyone, upon uh, recovering a fumble, upon making an interception, just take a knee, and that's just what it is because you're on defense. You clearly don't know what to do. Reminder of the week. Brock Osweiler was not a good quarterback last year. This is not a reminder to the Houston Texans, an indictment of their signing of Brock Osweiler. This is the most important position in the sport, and taking chances there when there is a very small supply of great quarterbacks and you think you might have found one is not the craziest thing. It happens every year in the draft, and those guys haven't even done anything good in the NFL. Brock Osweiler did have some moments. But this is a reminder that they were merely moments, and the majority of his time in Denver was marred by extremely mediocre play. Last season, Brock completed 61.8% of his passes. That was good for 22nd best in the league. Last season, Brock had a QB rating of 86.4, good for 25th in the league. Last season, he averaged 7.15 yards per attempt, good for 23rd in the league. Was there something there worth taking a chance on? Perhaps. But to expect him to come on to a new team after only having started seven career games in the NFL and be immediately assimilated in the offense, be throwing and performing better than he ever had in the NFL seems just slightly unrealistic. So to people who are confused by this early season performance, which has indeed been a little shaky from Brock, this is a reminder. He's never even been good in the NFL. He was barely good in college.